The government has signed off on these park fee increases. Exactly what they're going to look like um, remains to be seen. We're waiting to hear from the Minister's office and when we do, we'll certainly get that detail through to you. But joining us on the line right now to talk further about this situation is uh, Daniel Rochford, who is, of course, Tourism Central Australia's CEO. Good morning to you, Daniel. Good morning, Katie, and good morning to your listeners, and Happy New Year. You too. Great to have you on the show for the first time this year. Uh, Daniel, we're hearing that these park fees are going to change. Uh, Walking tracks impacted. Um, My understanding is that our overseas and interstate visitors won't have to to face those uh, hike fee increases until next year. But what are you being told? Um, well, to be honest, Katie, uh, what we're being told is uh, what we read in the NT News, which uh, I guess one of the challenges that we're facing on this issue is uh, we seem to be uh, finding all the information through media. Um, look, uh, when this broke last week, you know, we certainly called for uh, a very robust consultation with the tourism industry. And uh, look, uh, you know, again, we've read something in the NT News this morning that uh, there's been decisions made overnight. So... Look, uh, you know, this is, uh, well, I don't disagree with the concept. You know, yeah. most jurisdictions do charge uh, some form of fee. And let's face it, uh, if these monies go into and, and are invested in our national park, that's a good thing for tourism. Um, but uh, the reality for, for our industry, as you know, um, we're on our knees here in Central Australia. And um, things like this at the moment is just not the right time. Daniel, I I mean, that's pretty disappointing to hear that you guys haven't been consulted with. Our tourism operators are not being consulted with when this is something that's going to really impact them. Um, Are you telling me that they've really not been in contact with you guys at all? No. no, As I said, we're we're reading this stuff uh, in in the Northern Territory media. Uh, so, look, it's, it is slightly disappointing on that front. And, look, I don't know, uh, obviously, there's uh, how this story broke and the way it broke last week, but uh, uh, we, we're certainly seeing a decision on the run here. But, uh, look, I, you know, we, we, we need uh, to have that robust consultation. There are some specific issues with the tourism industry as this relates. You know, for instance, Katie, most of our industry have locked in contracts with uh, domestic trade part- and international trade partners. So they lock in their prices uh, almost 18 months in advance. So when fees and charges get levied in whatever shape or form that looks like, if that's not given a, a significant lead time, then we sit- get into a situation where our operators have to incur that cost. Um, you now, you know, we don't really have the details here to be able yeah. to make uh, a clear understanding of what that impact will be. Well, look, that makes two of us, but I have just been sent um, a little bit of information as we're talking by the Minister's office, and what they've said is the Northern Territory Government is improving visitor experiences in our parks and reserves, and to ensure appropriate protection and conservation for future generations, they reckon that these changes are going to modernise our parks, and it means that our parks and trails will be safer. Now, the introduction of a new online booking system is what they say is going to be implemented a review of camping fees, introduction of fees for multi-day walking trails at uh, uh, 
um, well, a few of those different uh, different tracks, including the Larapinta Trail um, and the introduction of park passes for interstate and international visitors. Territorians will not be charged these fees, apparently, and any changes to fees will not occur until July 2021 and will be reflected in the budget in the 2021 budget. But look, this is where I think the real confusion is, Daniel, for you and I, is that it's being reported in the media that those um, multi uh, those multi-day walking trail fees are going to go into play straight away or very soon um, mm. and that we don't know what's you know exactly how much they're going to be yeah absolutely and look uh, when I heard everything you just read out there but I don't disagree with anything that's talked about there um, predominantly like I think we do need to modernize the way we need to do bookings mm. you know for instance an online booking um, platform is actually a really good idea and look you know um, uh, camping fees haven't been increased in such a long time you know there's scope there and, and you know I don't disagree with that yeah. but we've got to do this once and do it right Katie uh, and that's the important thing and, and look when you know I, I just feel that there's, there's some sort of rush here for some reason mm. uh, and you know at, at the end of the day um, our industry is very much uh, and we're only just one stakeholder of course um, but at, this is really poor timing when it comes to our industry because now is uh, n- not a particularly good time. No and that's the thing I think you've just got to consult with people you've got to tell them exactly Exactly what's going on. Daniel, give us a bit of an update on the state of play with tourism at the moment and what you're hearing from operators. Yeah, look, I'd like to say, and you know, I'm a bit of a glass half full guy. Yeah, you are. Katie, but I, I'm struggling at the moment. You know, I, I'm getting phone call after phone call day in, day out at the moment. Uh, businesses saying that they're going to be closing down. Look, you know, we've seen in the media, and you know, I saw this morning up in. Um, up in Cairns, the, the operators up there saying it was a great summer. Front page of the NT News last week said it was a great uh, great summer period for the Darwin operators. That has not been the case here in Central Australia. Uh, we have had a very poor summer, um, which is traditionally the, the time we get international visitors. They would, of course, not there for our industry. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're only seeing a roughly about um, 10 to 15 percent of the territory vouchers coming through to central Australia. Um, we're uh, our industry is on their knees. And, and to add insult to injury, you know, I'm hearing other issues now starting to come to play things like insurance hikes, um, can't, the inability to get staff and, and labour into businesses. Um, all this is uh, just turning that snowflake into a snowball. And we're really at that time where Central Australia needs uh, some form of direct assistance. Daniel, is this because of COVID or is the crime issue in Central Australia greatly impacting you? Oh look, I was speaking to a politician yesterday about this issue, about about our issues here, and you know I was about ten minutes into the conversation about uh, our concerns here in the tourism industry before I even raised crime and safety as a problem. Uh, and of course, um, you know there is no doubt the crime and safety issue 
um, is, is is one that is of uh, enormous concern to the tourism industry. You know, I, I'm hearing that even... I was in Yulara just recently, so 500 kilometres away from Alice Springs. Yulara uh, tourism operators raising crime and safety in Alice Springs as a concern for them. Wow. Uh, so yeah, there is no doubt um, crime and safety is a huge issue. You know, um, you know, there is a lot of work that's being done by um, the p- police and, and the relevant agencies. At the front of the Alice Springs Information Centre now, as we as I sit here, is a massive big uh, mobile police station. So, you know, they're, they're, doing, a, they're doing a lot of work uh, there, but that perception is difficult to uh, overcome. And, uh, you know, we're, it is just turning that snowflake mm. into a much bigger snowball for us. And, you know, we're in a situation we're in an absolute dire situation here we are you know some of i had one operator which is one of our one of our, one of our iconic operators saying he he doesn't think he's going to last another two months he, they just oh, don't have the wow. cash flow i'm so sorry to hear that mate i mean it sounds like it's a really bloody tough time and you know i know that i i, I don't think that the government sort of tries to kick people when they're down but you know then when you find out that there's going to be an additional fee and things like that it just doesn't help the case um i really feel for you guys yeah look i think you know and, and you know in respect to the government I think there is a heartfelt desire to support our industry and that has been very clear and and, uh, whatever side of politics, whatever tier of politics, there is an absolute intent to support. But I guess the message that we've got to get out there at the moment is look, we're in a really difficult situation at the moment and we need some additional support here. Well, we're going to face a, a, our, basically a lot of closures and uh, our industry almost crippled, which is not what we would want mm-hmm. when we're trying to go through and out the other side of this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Daniel, I am going to have to leave it there. I really appreciate you talking to us this morning. And I tell you what, to any of our listeners, if you've got some spare cash and if you're in a situation where you can head to Central Australia for a holiday, get out there and support our wonderful tourism operators. Sounds like a grand plan. Thank you so much, Katie. Thanks, Daniel. We appreciate your time.